Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Wednesday the 29th of January coming up. Revised plans for the Lower Thames crossing. There is absolutely possibility for more changes. We won't finish consulting until we're happy that we've got the right balance of scheme. Kent's MEPs say goodbye to Brussels. We're obviously going to see some kind of marking of the event on Friday in the UK, but uh, so far as our MEPs are concerned, this is the the day they walk out of the exit door never to return. And footwear donated to disadvantaged children. Shoes are actually quite difficult to recycle because of all the different components they're made up of. So by finding them new owners, effectively all we're doing is recycling. Kent News. We're being given another chance to have our say on plans for the new Lower Thames crossing connecting Kent to Essex. At kentonline.co.uk you can see new images and details of the proposed route for Britain's longest road tunnel from the east of Gravesend to Tilbury. An eight-week public consultation is now underway on the latest changes. David Manning from Highways England is the development director for the project. Last year, well in 2018 in fact, we went out and we asked people their views on Lower Thames Crossing. We've taken that into account now and we've come back with our revised plans for Lower Thames Crossing. And we want to come back now and test that with local people. So in Kent, largely the feedback was around improving local connectivity, which we have looked and changed on the A2, especially around the Gravesend link to the A2. Um, It was around the impact on communities and how we can reduce that and we've worked hard by extending the tunnel south by approximately 350 metres, giving a greater provision of green bridges. Um, Some of these bridges will be in excess of 80 metres and provide segregated corridors for footpaths, for cycleways and for habitat corridors for wildlife. We've also provided recreational areas and environmental mitigation areas such as the chalk park which we are proposing just to the west of our southern portal. And um, we've also matured our plans around how we're going to construct Lower Thames Crossing. This is a really important phase of the project and we want to be very clear on how we're going to manage traffic and the impact on communities during this phase. So we will be talking in more detail about the temporary and permanent land tape we require for this and how that will be managed along with the utility diversions that will be needed as part of our scheme. So the changes I believe are a real enhancement to the last proposal and this has really been helped by the public opinion that we've got back. The the environmental impact we believe is better managed. The the connectivity and congestion relief in the local area has certainly improved and the landscape impact and the views that you'll have of lower term crossings are certainly better better thought through and and will certainly have less impact in the local community. We're really striving to really address all, all the points made at consultation and make this the best scheme possible. There is absolutely possibility for more changes. We won't finish consulting until we're happy that we've got the right balance of scheme um, that addresses the environmental, the community, the safety, the economic and the congestion impacts that this scheme is aiming to deliver. However, if this consultation um, concludes and we believe we now have a scheme that is is suitable to go for planning, we would like to try and submit later this year um, and that keeps us on track for a road opening date in 2027. With any huge project there comes a level of complexity and uncertainty that we're trying to manage. And there is a possibility that the road may not open until 2028 but we're absolutely driven to try and get this road open as soon as possible. And the need is driven really by the fact that the road network in the southeast, not just only Dartford Crossing, but the A2, the A13 and other important corridors 
are extremely congested and need urgent investment. Kent Online reports. Two men are facing prison after a man was shot with a 19th century pistol in a Whitstable Park following a row over cash. The 23-year-old plotted to have the victim targeted while his 52-year-old uncle opened fire. It happened to the Westmead wreck last summer. The pair are due to be sentenced later this year. Victims and survivors of church-related abuse in Kent are being encouraged to come forward. It comes as part of a safeguarding review into the Church of England, which is expected to be completed by the end of the year. Independent reviewers want to make sure all known cases have been dealt with appropriately. Britain's departure from the EU is being signed off in Brussels today. Ten MEPs who represent Kent will be losing their jobs this week. Our political editor Paul Francis is at the European Parliament. MEPs are in Brussels today for uh, what's known as a plenary session of the European Parliament, which is where they get to vote on various business matters. And this week's big business uh, matter is, of course, ratifying the UK's departure from the European Union. They'll have a uh, debate which starts at three o'clock this afternoon and they vote at six o'clock in the evening and uh, it will simply be a rubber stamping vote. There's absolutely nothing which is going to change the uh, destination of uh, the UK which is out of the exit door uh, and uh, goodbye to Brussels and Strasbourg. The next phase of Brexit is going to be interesting but not necessarily in a kind of uh, uh, way which voters will get hugely enthused about because it's all around the negotiations of trade agreements what uh, the freedom of workers is going to amount to. So there's lots of interesting decisions to come in the negotiations over the next 10 to 11 months, but I just don't think we'll have that high-octane kind of political drama which we had last year. For those of us who are worried that Operation Brock might suddenly come back into play, or there's going to be huge queues at uh, Dover or Folkestone, that's not going to be the case because everything that is currently in place in terms of border checks, customs checks, employment rights, freedom to uh, work, they all stay in place in exactly the same way as they uh, had done before Brexit. The, the crunch time comes in 10 or 11 months' time. Kent Online News. A court heard how a teenage killer was caught dealing heroin and cocaine in Gillingham just three months after being released from a young offender institution. The 18-year-old was convicted in 2016 of stabbing a man in Kilburn. He was arrested along with his 23-year-old brother last October. They've been jailed for a total of more than six years. A pitbull-type dog found at a house in Gillingham has been saved from death row. Magistrates had ordered for Roxy to be put down three years ago, but the judge has ruled her owner is a fit person to have the animal and it poses no risk to the public if controlled properly. The pet has spent the last couple of years in kennels at a cost of £17,000, while courts decided its future. More than one and a half million pairs of shoes have been sent to children desperately in need across the world, thanks to a Kent charity. CJ Bowery from Edenbridge launched Sal's Shoes in 2013. She's been chatting to Joe on Kent Tonight on KMTV. It's um, just completely snowballed. Um, I originally was just trying to find a new owner for my son Sal's first few pairs of outgrown shoes and social media when harnessed for good can be pretty astounding um, and thanks to Instagram and the Facebook page and the website um, we've yeah just rallied a huge amount of support. Did you ever think from that first pair of shoes that you, you donated and sent off that it would grow into this, this worldwide phenomenon? No I literally started it with a bag full of his shoes and um, as you said now uh, over one and a half million pairs of Sal shoes walking again. It's quite an easy thing to do I, I suspect but without thinking it because 
we all have things in our wardrobes that we don't wear. Shoes especially, shoes that don't fit anymore, especially with children, they keep outgrowing their shoes as well. I think that's something that a lot of people can sort of get involved with, isn't it? Absolutely. So the vast majority of kids uh, do tend to outgrow their shoes before they outwear them. Kids grow so quickly and shoes are actually quite difficult to recycle because of all the different components they're made up of. So by finding them new owners, effectively all we're doing is recycling them. How far can it go now? You've, you've done 45 countries, what's next? Uh, we'll just keep seeing uh, some of the countries uh, we're working in now I never imagined we would. We're increasingly working in the UK itself. Um, we're seeing an increase in child poverty in the UK, mm. so uh, working with um, baby banks and homeless shelters and domestic violence refuges um, across the UK. I'm sure a lot of people watching will be thinking, I've got a pair of shoes I want to donate. How can they get involved? So we collect just about every single type of uh, shoe you can think of, including football boots and sandals and canvas shoes and school shoes in all sizes, including adult sizes, as long as the footwear is child appropriate. So uh, we don't want any high heels, please. Um, and you can head over to our website, which is www.southshoes.com and our warehouse is in Edenbridge. Um, and we do ask that shoes be rubber banded in pairs, have had a quick clean, uh, you can pop them in the post to us uh, and with a pound a pair monetary donation. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham will be looking to move closer to the League One playoff places as they welcome Shrewsbury Town to Priestfield tonight. Jules are on a run of nine games unbeaten. Kickoffs at 7.45. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.